listening to Pop the Kettle On with Nicole Essio and Dr. Rachel Bushing. Hi, I'm Rach. And I'm Nicole. And welcome to Pop the Kettle On. We are your parenting, womanhood, marriage, baby, everything, just all of the things podcast. We sit down every couple of weeks and dissect the good, the bad and the ugly of family life. And we love to have a laugh about how it's depicted in popular culture. Because it's always tea time. And if I don't laugh, I'll cry. Me too. How you going, Miss Rach? I'm well, honey. I'm, I'm <laughs> jingling. You're jingling. Those jazz hands. I loved it. Jingle bells. Oh, my goodness. Bells. She's in the Christmas spirit, everybody. Christmas spirit. <laughs> it's cool. amazing. I love it. And not just Christmas spirit, but Christmas tea. Yes. I didn't know this was a thing. Today's podcast is brought to you by Twinings of London. Traditional Christmas tea. I didn't know Christmas tree was traditional. <clears throat> Our sponsor, Twinings. <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. Thank you, Twinings. I've always known that they do traditional Christmas tea, and I have drunk it year after year. <laughs> One day Twinings is actually going to sponsor us, and that's going to be magical. It'll happen. The Christmas tea has an aromatic blend of cinnamon and clove, perfect to share with the family. Now, you know how I am with tea, mm. how English breakfast is my only and my go-to. Indeed. I've just taken a couple of sips of that. That's delicious. You're hooked. I really quite like that. Should we make it an all-year-round Christmas spirit? Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lovely change. See, I I love Christmas. I do get very excited about Christmas. I get excited about the mince pies and all of the things, but I will not do it in November. Not happening at all. So there's a whole rule about one December mm-hmm. or nothing. Yes, because you've got to just like go hard all of December. I agree. And if you start blending into November and the mince pies are there and I'm like, no, don't look at me mince pies, you are not here. It's not well, Christmas. Particularly in September when they first arrived in the shops. <laughs> what is that? Now they at least wait for Halloween. Well, the thing is... Christmas isn't special if it's all year. Like the whole idea of Christmas is that it's special because it's the end of your calendar year and Mm -hmm. all of the things. Mm. And then they drag it out and it just diminishes the special. Yes. And at what other time can you just spike all sorts of food and drinks with alcohol? Yes. And it's completely okay? Yes, that is true too. (laughs) I'm sure there are many other opportunities. I just never take them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I didn't bring you my rumbles then. Oh, they'd be appreciated at home though. Yeah. I'd um, do a biscuit bowl, no rum. Oh, mm. really? Lots of condensed milk. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that, the sales of condensed milk go right up in December. I know. I love it. I yeah. love it so much. Well, so, my boy tried an actual rum ball. Oh. They made two batches. One was for kindy breakup, yeah. blah, blah. And then the other had bourbon. <laughs> 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 waltzing around the kitchen going, what resembles rum? Bourbon balls. They were quite good. But, of course, my six-year-old, you know, didn't get the memo that these were the alcohol balls. Oh. Yep. Oh. Chucked it in his mouth. These are good, mum. Oh. I went, are you sure? <laughs> like I said, there's alcohol in them. And we went, <laughs> and started gagging. That's funny. <laughs> it was I love nice that. up until that point. Oh my goodness. The whole pressure of the kindy Christmas school teacher gift thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's intense. Yeah. 
Yeah. How was your kindy breakup with your it, rumbles? It was good, but there's just been so many events, all of the things. Yeah. We're sitting down to a cuppa Saturday morning, the day after, yeah. the day after the week before that mm. was, mm. last week of school. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy busy. Mm. We were too. Yeah. All and, of the things. And I I was so determined to do teacher presents and then party breakup kind of things, mm. food. So I cooked... Um, like uh, salted sort of caramel chocolate cracker things, yeah. known as crack, if you listen to the Chat 10 Looks 3 podcast. Oh, that thing. Crack. Yeah. How many years have you been making that for? Uh, since I've been listening to the podcast, I think. So it's the one, the recipe, the one that they recommend. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, but they go dark chocolate, which is not me, and, uh-huh. you know, all sorts of fancy toppings. I just macadamia milk chocolate. I can post the recipe, if you, you like, should. in the in our beautiful um, Facebook page. But I did that, two lots of those, because I wanted to put them in jars for Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. And then I did um, sweet potato scones, because we had no pumpkin. Uh, and, you know, got distracted and burnt my scones. So the kids took burnt scones. <laughs> oh, love. Did you do the dusting of icing sugar over the top to disguise, you know? Because no. everything looks festive. That's true. You can just take toast, cover and- it with that <laughs> sprinkle snow dust. Sprinkle snow dust. Christmas. Oh, I love it. See, look, we're not just talking about stuff. We're giving you life lessons and hacks that you can just work your way through, everyone. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that does make everything look more festive. Mm. So I should have done that, but I did not. So Did they next go in the time, bin? No, no, no. They weren't like burnt, burnt. They mm-hmm. didn't, yeah, they mm-hmm. were just a little bit dark brown on the top. It still well, tasted good. I tell you my attitude to the bring a plate breakup thing. Oh, yeah. Is here's something I've brought. You whack it on the table. No one knows who's brought what. Yeah. Who really cares if yours is the best on the table? You go and enjoy all the other stuff <laughs> as long as you have contributed and yeah. done your best. And that's the thing. Like there are, there have been times when a box of jats have come along with me and then there are other times when I've baked mm. or Paul's baked or, yeah. you know, just bring something. And you feel in the mood. And yeah. yeah. And don't feel guilty about it. Just bring something. Cause that was somebody me with the rumbles. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have condensed milk, so I improvised. And I Googled for a recipe of what I had in the cupboard. Mm -hmm. And I think it just said melted butter and other mushy stuff would make it work. Yeah. And they were quite good. Excellent. But rookie mistake. I tasted them. They weren't very sweet. I thought, oh, I know what this recipe needs. Just a touch of sugar. Just a bit. Just a little bit more. I'm seeing your face. You can't see her face, everybody. There is a face made made right now. What did you do? There is an epic fail coming your way. Go on. In fact, in an episode of Nailed It, someone did this exact same thing. Really? What? Substituted salt for sugar. Sugar for salt. Not my first time either making that mistake. We have a lemon tree in our backyard and a couple of years ago, the kids were like, let's sell lemonade out the front. Yay, yay. Let's all do that stuff. So I was like, cool, go and pick the lemons. We'll do this lovely family thing. And it calls for like a cup of sugar. Yeah. So we got a cup of salt. Oh no. And it tasted exactly like a margarita. (laughs) (laughs) Like with the salt rim. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I messed up the chocolate balls, I went... Could I just still pass it off at the party and pretend that's what they were meant to be? <laughs> you killed Kenny. 
Oh, no. It's exactly what my husband said to me. He's yeah. like, I see the appeal. You don't want to toss it all down the bin, but yes, you will. You kill. will kill a small child. Oh, Think no. Think of Kenny. Think of Kenny. Oh, my goodness. That is classic. <laughs> see, classic Christmas fails. And speaking of classic classic Christmas fails, God, say that five times fast. Um, we had thought today that we would talk about mumsplaining, Kristen Bell's Facebook series on Ellen Tube or whatever it is. Um, and then we thought, well, it's a pre-Christmas show. We should be Christmassy. I'm in the mood. Well, you are, I can tell. <laughs> and so, so we decided that the Christmas thing that we should do is talk about Home Alone. Yes. Because it's a classic Christmas film. Classic Christmas film. It's all about family mm-hmm. and... I mean, parenting fails. Parenting fails. And haven't we all been there, done that? <laughs> I got a B this week from big number one. Yeah, a B. I got a text message. Uh, for mumming today, you get a B. <laughs> and I'm like, it's better than a pass. It's okay. <laughs> she was A-plusing in, in daughtering and sistering, but I got a B. So I'm, I'm striving for more. Uh, well, you know what? My kid's got their report cards and stuff this year and at the end of year assembly a lovely um principal stood up in front of the class there were some academic awards nice and she said now very clearly all you children out there getting a c that is exactly what we want you to do that means you've achieved all of your levels for that subject in that year and Mm -hmm. you're doing excellently what you want to strive for is a c now some kids will get a b which means you're doing work from the higher grade and you're getting recommend, like awarded for that. And then some kids will get an A, which means super high, lots more from the grade ahead. And so for those kids, they're learning extra than what they need to. But all of you kids who got a C, that's exactly what we want you to do. You're achieving really well. And I went, yay, principal. That's really <laughs> nice. But that, I mean, because they have changed the way marking is and C is the standard this is where our expectation is. So how does that work because my understanding is that it's kind of like the bell curve thing mm. where most of the kids in the middle of like the um, normal curve yep. are going to get a C. Yep. And then sort of by degrees above that mm-hmm. um, is going to be some B's and some A's. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's nice that the principal said that to them all and said this is what's happening. Yes. That's lovely. It was lovely. Yeah. And people got OPs overnight. Congratulations to all you school leavers. Yeah, well done. Because that's, you know, it'll be the first and last time you talk about your OP. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yay, good for you. <laughs> Unless, of course, you want to beat Arnie Nick and then you'll talk about it all the time because you've got one better than me. So uh-huh. well done. <laughs> well done, nephew. Big number two nephew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good work. So um, end of year stuff is always crazy and busy and insane. Mm-hmm. And I love how Home Alone just takes that to extreme. It just, it holds up so well. It does, doesn't it? It is such an entertaining movie. I know. I know. And it's funny because everyone thinks, oh God, how could you do that? How could you do that? I know. But how many times have you done something so similar. I remember when um, Small 2 was born and Paul was working away and I came in from the car and, you know, started getting dinner ready or whatever and Big mm. One says to me, um, Mum, do you think maybe you might be forgetting something? I'm like, 
no, I've got I've got pasta, I've got mints, you know, like a, I'm good. We're spag bol, all good. In the car, maybe. Did you forget something in the car? <laughs> small Special two, package. yeah. Small two was in the car. Mm. Fast and asleep. I mean, fast asleep, mm. but um, yeah, mm. completely. And you know, I know, I know when you're tired and busy and everything's happening, how easy it is. I completely agree. I remember reading news stories about those tragedies where kids have been left in a car. Yes. And like when my kids were little, because I just thought to myself, that is exactly the kind of thing that I would do. Yeah. Because you're just doing things on autopilot and not exactly kind of being aware and present. No. When they're asleep, they're really, really quiet. They are. And what a horrible feeling. I know. Because it would be so easy to do. Yeah. Well, I did it. Mm-hmm. And I was just very lucky to have a, you know, twelve-year-old at the time to. <laughs> get on you. <laughs> I have the opposite too. Like, I remember when the kids were really little, and they're like always on you. Okay, yeah, they're around, they're around, they're around. Like, mm-hmm. I have these mini moments of panic where I've organised for that child to be elsewhere, but I'll just be standing somewhere, shops or work or whatever, counting heads, and I'll be like, <gasps> "Where's the other one?" In my head. <laughs> And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Do you remember an hour ago when you dropped him off at daycare? <laughs> like... Yeah, or you arrange for someone else. You go to grab a hand mm. and there's no hand there. Mm. Oh, and then that panic and then you go, oh, hang on. <laughs> no, actually, I made alternative arrangements. Oh, God. Do you remember, I remember being a kid so vividly when I've gone and grabbed a stranger's hand that isn't my parent. <laughs> yep. And the shock and horror and shame of like, you are not my parent. Yeah. Where is my parent? Yeah. That must be exactly how Kevin McAllister felt. I reckon so. Well, he was pretty happy. He was. Initially. Initially. Mm. Well, I mean, that's quite the thing, especially in a big family. I'm sure each one of my kids and each one of your kids will be like, what could I do by myself in this house? You know, they never get to be alone in the house. So, so yeah. you know what's cute is we all sat down and watched it a couple of weeks ago with the kids and everything. Nice. And the scene where they're all getting pizza and all of that stuff and he wants the cheese pizza and he's like, where's my cheese? Where's my cheese? And this is the incident that leads to him getting sent up to his room. Yeah. Which is why they, one of the reasons they forget him in the morning because yeah. he's up in the attic because he's, yep. you know, naughty. So we're watching the movie play out and we can see it from Kevin's perspective because Mm. he's kind of like, where's my pizza? What's happening? And then Fuller's drinking the Pepsi because he's going to wee the bed (laughs) and the big brother's teasing him and pretending to vomit on him and all this stuff. And then that leads to Kevin like, and then all the pizza and milk spills everywhere and it's crazy. Yeah. And all the adults turn on him and are like, you naughty little kid, go Mm. to your room. And my three are sitting there and they're like, what did he do wrong? That's not fair. Poor Kevin. Aww. And I said, well, that's because we see it from Kevin's perspective. We yeah. understand why he lost it. But from the adult's point of view, everyone's trying to enjoy this trip. Everyone's yeah. trying to get organized to go to Paris. And suddenly Kevin's dropping everything and, you know, having a go at everything. Having a... Causing a kerfuffle. Causing a kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. What a great word. And I find that a lot often in parenting as well when you're kind of like, the kids are like, it's unfair. What happened? Because that's, as the adults, you only see like the height of the meltdown. Yes. It's easy to be like, you're the kid who was doing the wrong thing. Absolutely. And in my house, it's often that we, um, you know, decide that big one is 
big two, sorry, is a tickler. And he likes to tickle the little ones and the little cousins and all that sort of stuff and gets them all, all riled up. Oh, yeah. And, of course, then, you know, aunties and uncles come and mm. rouse on small humans and then it's <laughs> – and they all go, but but big two. <laughs> he was tickling us. I know. But, yeah. I know. It's gorgeous, though, when they're all together. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I learned on like ages ago from a lecturer around like parenting and all of that kind of stuff was mm. as a parent, you don't want to place yourself in the position of referee. Yes. Because you're just going to every single day be yep. like, who did the wrong thing? What's happening? La, la, la. Yeah. They were like, kids are going to fight. People are going to instigate things, tit for tat. Mm. And your best approach is to kind of be you sort it out. Yeah. When they for come sure. at you with the like, he did this and she did this and blah, 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 and all of the things that the other person did. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to actually do because you can it's miss really the hard. fact that actually maybe it's more often one kid instigating it yeah. than the other. Yeah. But That's, my thing is definitely, you know, I'm sure you guys are clever enough to be able to work this out. Mm hmm. And it's taken a long time. And they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> My mum's um, perspective was whoever, you know, if everyone's all in, well, then everyone gets a smack. And somebody who got did the wrong thing got a smack. And so that's fine. <laughs> so her hit rate of punishing whichever child did it was always on point. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but yeah, my, my with my kids is always, you guys are clever enough to work this out and I trust you to sort it. And then you walk away. <laughs> and it works every time. Every time. No, it does not. Of course it doesn't. I think if anything, my strategy is probably remove the thing that's causing the conflict in the yeah. first place. Yeah. Because that's usually what it is. Yeah, it's over a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do love that sense of every now and then I'm kind of like, you know, just get out of this house. <laughs> you know, like I try and be sort of like 50s parenting. <laughs> like, I don't care. Don't come back until the streetlights come on. Exactly. Yeah. I really don't care what's happening here. Yeah, I know. Um, and you, you know. won't care in five minutes either, so. Oh, exactly. <laughs> that's because our little guy's three, and that's what I'm constantly saying when they're fighting with him. Mm. He came and took my such and such, blah, blah, blah. And to the bigger kids, I'm always like, he's going to forget within 30 seconds that that was his most important toy that yeah. he must have. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just watch him. He'll go, blip, 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 and then he'll dump it, yeah. and then you sweep and- in and you get the toy back. <laughs> but if you try and grab that toy, he's going to dig in his heels. Mm-hmm. And then it's the most important thing in all of the world. And then he's also a big fan of like just hiding things around the house. Nice. Oh. Not keys. Has he ever done that? No, but um, my six-year-old did when he was oh, tiny. Wow. We were visiting some friends, and so I had my keys. God knows where. Don't know when he got them. We were chatting. Kids all over the floor. At one point, we go to leave. Oh, where are the keys? <laughs> and we just searched the house. Oh, they were probably about one. The twins searched and searched and searched and searched. And I always have this thing where I'm like, let's search where they should be. Yeah. And then I go, wait a minute, we're dealing with toddlers here. Mm-hmm. Let's search exactly where they shouldn't be. Yeah. The oven, the pot plant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's an amazing place for keys. And at the, that certain height as well, you know, yeah. like one-year-old height. Where yes. could I shove these? Yes. Yeah. I found things in a subwoofer once because <laughs> it had like the big hole in the speaker thing. And so, yeah, there was a car, there was an iPod, 
old school little iPod and um, oh, what else was in there? Yeah, in the subwoofer and All you could just shake it. <laughs> and you just know, like we yesterday we were searching for something that was rather important and just had mm. to give up on it. And I just know, like next week it's going to materialise out of the ether. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids will be like, why was this in the such and such? Yeah. And I'll be like, Bec- only the good Lord knows. <laughs> Some Christmas gremlin has come in and swooped and taken it and disappeared. It's the elf. It's the elf. (laughs) Elf on a shelf? Do you have an elf on a shelf? I have a funny story about elf on the shelf. Oh, do tell. Well, my husband's an atheist. Yes. He doesn't really believe in the whole... um, Yes. Nature of Christmas. Yes. And when we first take kids, we had quite conversations about how we're going to approach the whole Mm. magic of Christmas conversation. Mm. And um, he was kind of like, Brutal honesty. And I was like, yeah, but that's also brutal missing out on the dominant culture or conversation. We'll just see how it goes. But turns out the kids love inventing their own magic of Christmas stories. I love this so much. And so they're like, oh, no, this is all happening. This is all real. This is the magic of Christmas. It's the stuff. So Elf on the Shelf, apparently, I sort of don't agree with necessarily because apparently it's spying on you and seeing if you're naughty and nice. I feel like that's really creepy. I know. So it's like doing – it's like this little spy scent from Santa. And, you know, this creepy thing in your house and it's, are you naughty, are you nice? And – um. Around the shops, this was a couple of years ago, and my bigger boy, who was probably then four, he's like, what are these elves that they're selling, mummy? So I did my standard, well, some people believe that Mm. there's an elf, and he comes into your home and watches you, blah, blah, blah. He's like, we we have to get one. We must get one. I need Santa to know how good I'm being. I've got to cover all bases. He's got to be here. Let's get the elf. It's going to happen. I want that elf. And almost panicky at the idea that we wouldn't have an elf and then therefore Santa wouldn't know. So he's like quite the believer. So, of course, I brought him home, stuck him on the shelf. My husband comes home and he's like, what is happening? (laughs) I'm like, it's not my fault. The kids made me do it. They made me elf. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness! No, we we haven't done it at our house. Yeah, and um, but I do have the Santa hotline if I need to call. Uh-huh. But I don't need to call. Doesn't you yeah. know? Yeah. All four of them delightful most of the time, yeah. and I just have to remind them that I have the hotline number. Just all as in well. case. Just because my case. boy goes into the panics. <gasps> I got in trouble. Is Santa gonna know? Um, and I have to be like on average. That's right. <laughs> and you also, need to weigh it up. And then last year when he was five. He says to me in the bath when he's contemplating life's Mm. meaning. He says, so, God, when you die, decides if you go to heaven or hell based on how good you've been in your life. So God is basically like Santa, right? Naughty or nice, good or bad, heaven or hell. And I had this, like, mind-blowing explosion where I was like... Of course. Yes, it is one and the same. Mm. I had just never made that link before that it's actually all really about that idea of someone is watching what's going on and are you being a good citizen and a good human and there will there are tests and there are rewards for people. Anyway, back to Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the loop that we just took. I'll stop but- sneaking the rum into your teeth. <laughs> oh, jeepers. Now we're in trouble. That was seriously taste. I finished all of that. It was yeah. seriously tasty. I would highly recommend that as Good a delightful stuff. little um, trip down Christmas Lane. Um, I I love 
the fact that it not just shows like that whole Christmas stress intensity and how you know nerves afraid and that kind of thing because mm-hmm. that's what Christmas can be sometimes um, but it also then like this whole kid resilience story that comes yeah. with it I just delight in that as well that he's so inventive and so creative and so you know um, just steadfast in his in his belief that he has to protect the house because that's where his family should be that's his family home you know there's all these things that are intertwined in this ridiculous story (laughs) but it's just lovely it is but the whole i mean golly christmas is intense and for some people i mean from a clinical psychologist point of view Mm. is it one of the most stressful kind of periods of the year i know a lot of there's a lot of talk around um, mental health issues particularly towards the end of the year and is that tied up in that pressure yeah yeah, because also New Year and resolutions and reflecting back on what you've achieved or what the year has been like and that pressure right. to have improved every year. Wow, you know what I mean. I just just aim for the C, yeah. everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I I kind of think you know Christmas has to be kind of like Instagram worthy and like all that kind of social pressure oh, kind no. of stuff as well. No, and plus you're spending time with family. There's always. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. so it's always interesting clinical work over Christmas because it's always super patchy. So people will be like, Christmas is stressful, I have to see you. And then they'll get whisked off to some beach holiday and they'll be like, no, cancel the appointments, I won't come. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like this week, for instance, I had like this full revolution of my caseload. Wow. I was like fully booked because everyone's like, yes, get in before Christmas, Christmas. And that was like oh, I've got to cancel, oh, can I come see you, blah, blah, all of that kind of stuff. So Christmas is just like that. It also doesn't help, like, I think that a lot of services close down over Christmas. True. And that's just the nature of the workload and Mm. and how things are. So, and speaking of someone who gave birth over Christmas. Yes, you did. And um, as someone who works in a health service, like, services stay open. There are really great services that, you know, especially sort of, 24-hour, 24-7 hotlines like Lifeline and things like that that up their kind of staffing over Christmas because they know that there's certain other services that close down. It's meant to be a coming together and a feast Mm. and a break. Modest, you know, Christmas food get-together kind of thing. Be together. It's the best. (laughs) It is the best to perform Christmas. It's not just from you know, general society. It's from people within our family and all that kind of stuff. So, and like, it's okay to not go to the things. It's a really interesting word you just used too. Perform Christmas. <laughs> to perform Christmas. To perform Christmas. Yeah, everybody don't perform Christmas this year. Just be Christmas or don't be Christmas. Just be you. And also <laughs> just lie down. <laughs> just, just lie down. That's really good advice for some people. Just lie down. Someone else will do it. And if all the women around the country just lay down, <laughs> then the blokes would... They would feed us. Something yeah, would happen. Because they would get hungry too. <laughs> Not that I ever... I mean, our thing is so... Ch- I've never done Christmas lunch, I don't think. Mm-hmm. We do breakfast on and off with my sister. Um Every second year it's mine, every second year it's hers. Mm. So it's hers this year, which is lovely. So we just have to drive to her house and she feeds us. Um, we've got a chilled out lunch and then we're going to big ones in-laws for dinner, for nice. leftover dinner. That's yeah. the beautiful thing as well. It was like, come over for leftovers. Yeah. 
we do that with my dad's family mm. on Boxing Day. Perfect. And it, because my parents split when I was little, yeah. we'd always do lunch at mum's mm-hmm. and then Boxing Day at dad's yep. with dad's family. Mm. And it's just stuck. We're all grown up now. We've got our own kids, but we're always like, we go to Ballina mm-hmm. by the beach. Everyone brings their leftovers. Perfect. And so it's just magic. We're never going to get rid of our Boxing Day tradition. I love That's why that. I need the ham. Yeah, you, de- <laughs> you definitely need the ham. <laughs> there is no question. But, you know, um, the whole idea of, of Home Alone and that kind of pressure that leads to this massive epic parenting fail. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. I love that movie and I love um, – I just realised, I hadn't realised it before, but the mum, Kevin's mum, is Catherine O'Hara and I've just been absolutely adoring her in her um, – as a Netflix show called Shits Creek. <gasps> it is gold. Um, you know, have a lawyer or a financial advisor that stiffs them and they lose – Hello, Pop the Kettle On listeners, it's Nick, and I'm sorry to interrupt your podcast listening, but your podcast listening was interrupted. I don't know what happened, the Gremlins ate our uh, audio, so we lost a solid five minutes, and it was gold, can I say, Rach talking about the beauty that is her ham, and I'm very jealous of that, and me talking about the wonder that is Die Hard as the greatest Christmas movie in all of existence. So apologies for that. Um, You will get back to your listening, but you might hear some choppiness in this episode. So um, yeah, we'll work it out for next time. (laughs) Merry Christmas. And back to the show. And um, so he bought this town so that he could give the deed to his son. Like, ha ha. Yeah. Kind of clicked with it. Yeah, no, I'm just getting, it's just getting better and better. Paul Mm -hmm. did it on a plane, binged. It's a Wonderful Life. You know, I've never seen It's a Wonderful Life. (gasps) No. That one out. I'm sure it's being played somewhere. Well, it's always played at my pace on Christmas Eve. Lovely. I reckon we should probably post like a Christmas movie a day between now and Christmas on our Facebook page. Genius. So that everyone can kind of play along. Christmas love. Tell us what. Tell us why I need to watch Die Hard. I'll tell you if I'm convinced or not. Action movies, man. I know. All I know. Right, I'll give it a this go. Is, this is the action movie. I'll be willing to give it a spin. Oh, that is so exciting. Yeah. Are we I done? Mean, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I came in with all this excitement. Now I'm like, right, time out. Time to go. Oh my goodness, you cracked me up. Yes, I think that we should leave it there and let you guys enjoy your Christmas because we're going to enjoy ours. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, have a wonderful time. And if you don't, that's okay too. The next, you know, day is another day. Yes. And however bad your Christmas is, there are services out there for you and there is also Michael Bublé. So, you know, how can you be sad when Michael Bublé is playing? Well, because his name is bubble and he just makes himself sound fancy like Mrs. Bouquet. <laughs> Michael Bubble doesn't it. have the same ring. <laughs> Listen to some Michael Bubble. Listen to Michael Bubble. Pop some bubble. bubbles. Pop some bubble. Oh my God, pop the bubble on. Oh, it's all pop pop. So <laughs> speaking of pop pop, come visit me, littleshopofpop.com. Yes, that's where you are. And you can see us on uh, Facebook at Pop the Kettle On um, and you can see us on Twitter at pop underscore kettle see me on twitter at nicolasio all of the things follow the things subscribe to the things rate the things like the things that'd be great share the things oh we would love that that'd be amazing because you know 
we want to have a big tribe. As a Christmas gift to us. Oh, nice. Oh, and share with someone in your life because holidays, perfect, lying on the beach, mm-hmm. cleaning up, Boxing Day. Yeah, download, listen. Binge them all. Yeah, because you know. You don't have to be up to date on our podcasts. No. We're not timely. Apart from we're making a Christmas episode, right? <laughs> Only this one. You can go late and then listen to them all. Exactly. Enjoy Alrighty. it. But yeah, have fun. And uh, until next time. Over Christmas, hug your babies. Hug your babies, hug each other, be kind to yourself. And we'll catch you next time. See ya.